0: This media is controlled by students. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Coppell High School and or the Coppell Independent School District.
1: Hey everyone welcome back to that engineering podcast the podcast where we discuss developing topics in stem fields i'm your host alex i'm Travis, and today we also have a returning guest because paula seems to be absent today so we have zane hello hey guys zane. Uh, i'm back thank you for joining us in uh today's topic is te- is technology invading our privacy well what do you guys think is technology invading our privacy or do you think that we are perfectly immune to It's definitely
0: invading a lot of things, but i got to say I take a softer view to it than a lot of people. So according to Extreme Tech, Amazon
1: gave its Ukrainian R&D team, Reaches and Development, uh, virtually unfettered access to folders on Amazon. And the S3 cloud storage service that contained every video created by every ring camera around the world, uh, gave uh, the video files were also left unencrypted so employees could access the live feed of you in your home with the click of a button. So you know the ring camera, like the, the like the doorbell, essentially. Right. Yeah. Well, essentially, they gave Amazon essentially all access to your cameras at your home. So this happened, I think, last year, and I don't know if it's been remedied yet. But there still could potentially be people just viewing your.
2: Yeah, and it seems like things like these, you know, the companies will claim, "Oh, it's just a coincidence. We didn't mean to do this," but it's it's a little bit too convenient. Well, yeah. no,
1: Amazon literally gave a Ukrainian research and development team full access.
2: Oh, they they like admitted to it and everything.
1: Yeah, well, it, according to Extreme Tech, I think it was leaked, but still, that's not really acceptable. Because what would you want? Just a random person from U- the Ukraine saying, "Oh." Who's this American man? What's he doing in his daily job? <laughs> right, so what are you guys' uh, viewpoints on that? Like do you guys have any ring cameras at home?
2: Um I actually do not. Uh, my parents are really weary of anything that has a camera or microphone on it that might be sending stuff to the internet. and I understand that it's it's a little bit intimidating to have something like that in your house.
0: Yeah, we don't either, but speaking of being intimidated by cameras, we actually have photos of Mark Zuckerberg with tape over his own uh, devices in his office, which I thought was pretty funny. Right, he's trying to... (laughs) It's funny that the creator of Facebook,
2: which is known to track lots and lots of data from your devices, would have a piece of tape over his camera to avoid being (laughs) spied on by someone else or who knows.
1: Yeah, like Facebook makes money by highly targeted ads that allow through your like your preferences, your friends, your searches on Facebook, your like even if you have Facebook open on another tab it tracks your web data right it and does highly targeted and ads and
2: if you think that's creepy it, it is but you agreed to it when you signed up for Facebook when you agreed to their terms and conditions their user uh, user terms and um it's it's a really strange phenomenon that we have gotten to the point to where we just accept anything as any kind of terms, we don't read what we're accepting as long as we get a cool, a new uh, service. And um, the, the terms that um, are in there usually aren't there to protect you. They're, they're there um, to collect information or – And protect the business. And protect the business, Right.
0: The funniest one I've heard was actually a study done to see how many people read the terms of service, and it's where if you signed and accepted, the company would get rights to your firstborn child. Of course, all of a joke, but they didn't have a single person deny it. So, um, uh, right, effectively proving that other tests. No if one reads it. you're signing it. to get some kind of, if you're signing
2: to get some kind of cool, uh, new device or new. Uh, service to use some kind of new website and you're excited about it you're not going to go through and read a really long document that's full of words like the and you know or thy and all well this obviously because the
1: average person isn't a lawyer
2: right yeah it's all this these lawyer terms that uh you're not going to want to just have to sift through and you're, you're just trying to get to your new service
1: And according to computer science professor Alexandra Korolova from the University of Southern California, Facebook actually uses your IP address to check your approximate location whenever you sign up to it or whenever you use it. So they also know where you are every
0: time
2: you use Facebook. Right, that's that's pretty freaky, and um,
0: well, at least for the IP address, I imagine the Snapchat and your phone already do that automatically for location. So
1: I mean, Snapchat has that map feature which tracks your location. Doesn't yeah, Facebook also have
0: one? If you have an app, or no?
1: I think Facebook has like it says that it doesn't track actively, but it probably does because you're able to essentially pin your location whenever you post something. You're like, oh, add a location. Well, every oh.
0: three seconds isn't actively; it's every three seconds. There's a pause.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, my bad.
2: Um, Yeah. Another thing, too, uh, Germany recently, um, a a German government agency has uh, blocked Facebook's ability to collect a lot of this data. Um, Andreas Munt, uh, the president of the federal cartel office of Germany, said Facebook will no longer be allowed to force its users to agree to practically unrestricted collection and and assigning of non-Facebook data to their Facebook user accounts which this is a pretty uh, outstanding achievement for them to be able to tell Facebook, uh, you need to back off on uh, forcing people to give you all this data because what they do is with their their user agreements, you get this all-or-nothing ultimatum type of choice. You get to either use our service and we'll collect anything we want, or you don't get to use it at all.
0: So do you know – so do you know if they now just don't have access or if they actually renegotiated the terms?
2: I, I think they're re- renegotiating the terms with uh, Facebook right now.
1: So does this like tie into the Congress hearing that was, I think, a few months ago? What, what was Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress? That was about at, like privacy intervention or what it was it? It was
0: because— uh, Somehow, I think it got tied to WikiLeaks, and a lot of just information got kind of moved around, and then it was media bias. A lot of things kind of got worked into the same case, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, it was about targeting, like, political articles to certain people, and it would, like, block certain, like, right-wing or left-wing articles, depending on the person. It was just a whole mess that Facebook essentially almost admitted to, inact- like, inactively.
0: I do think the funniest part of the court case was when uh, one of the Congress people asked Zuckerberg, it's like, all right, do you mind telling us what hotel you're staying at? All right, what about, like, your your home and address? Right, And he said, well, uh, no, like, you know, a sane person. And he said, well, you know, Facebook's taking that information from everyone using it without their consent anyway.
2: <laughs> right, because, you know... The- <laughs> He's the creator, and if he's not willing to um, give up that kind of data, he shouldn't be able to collect it and use it for his own purposes and you know, sell, sell people the right kind of stuff uh, using the advertisements.
1: Well, like why does he need to divulge that information when he can just get the information from everyone else? I mean, <laughs> no, but Facebook's tracking is one of the most notorious in the industry. And I think Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook have almost lost all credibility in my eyes like saying like, oh, we're securing our user privacy. No, they're not. They're trying to target all ads, sell to ad companies for high profits and essentially target you with their own user profile, like Google almost.
0: Well, then again, as a little bit of a devil's advocate, you got to remember that a lot of these uh, data collection is all completely done by machines and stuff. And though it's technically there for access if they need it, you got to remember a lot of it's, probably never actually looked at by a person
2: right it's put into some kind of algorithm the the annoying part about it though is is like if it collects this data from your phone from from whatever it puts it into this uh some kind of algorithm and it it decides what what types of ads to try to sell to you now i don't know if like you know before this kind of stuff happened if you see an ad you're most likely not going to want to buy what it sells you know there's a lot of times that you see an ad for something that's just completely irrelevant to you and that kind of gives you more of a freedom of of, I don't know I feel like it's a little weird to only see ads for things you want it almost feels like they're really really tempting you to you know like oh man look at that video game oh it's 10% off right now I see that you know stuff like that or
0: I'm definitely not susceptible to that I mean
2: oh yeah 100%
0: uh, not of course at all. not, of course not. I, I, I definitely haven't spent a good 200 bucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> on advertising. <laughs> I
0: mean no. but
2: that's that's one of the one of the ways that those kinds of companies make money. I mean, think about how there's all these different free apps and free services that you can just sign up for, put your email on and and you get a new account and and then but you don't realize you're agreeing to basically sell them all this other stuff because you're not paying them money. But you're paying them something. You're, you're, you're not just getting it for yeah, free. It people don't just give out their, their hard work or their hard, you know, their, the fruits of their hard labor, like the production of new services like Facebook and, and Snapchat. That stuff doesn't just come free. You know, those companies have to hire app developers and, and people to make it a good service.
0: Oh, yeah, because, you know. I guess the real way if you wanted to get away from advertising is either using things against their own terms of service or finding some paid system because, you know.
2: Right, and there are a lot of paid systems you can use, but. I just don't want to. It, it is pretty <laughs> expensive, you know, and so people kind of get used to these services that are really, really, you know, useful. And then if you think about having to actually pay for that. That would be a little bit annoying.
1: I mean, it's kind of like the Google Drive versus iCloud Drive type of thing. But, right. But even Apple tracks user data. I mean, Siri um, is able to respond to you without, while, without listening to you all the time, which means that it kind of has to be yeah, listened, it to, has to, to, all be listened to all the time. But Apple claims that iPhones can respond to voice commands without actually eavesdropping, and it has to do with locally stored short buffers that wake Siri if there's a high probability that it, what it hears is, hey, Siri. But that... Also means that it's listening for Hey Siri all the time. So couldn't, technically, Apple be... Taking I hope, that? Yeah. I mean
0: honest about local storage, I guess it could just be like, you know, when it's transferring between RAM and stuff and getting deleted. But it is would be listening all the time, so...
1: Yeah, but we don't know how much of that information is true. And similarly with, like, the uh, smart device from Amazon, Alexa where you're able to essentially have a device in your home that answers to almost anything that you ask, it kind of poses the question like, hey, can this be wiretapped? Can this be used by advertisements to listen into my family conversation type of thing?
2: Right, yeah. I mean, one of the things that's kind of uh, fallen out of the the public eye in the last few years is... um, Things like the uh, Xbox Connect, you know, Xbox One Connect. I know when that came out, a lot of people were really afraid of, you know, putting that in their house because it's got a camera on it and it's connected to the internet, and you know, the same type of thing as like a web camera. But um, one of the things about that was they um, had some evidence that it would be able to track you and your house, and and um, they were afraid that it would never turn off, and it had the ability to uh, track your heat signature to know exactly where
0: you were. No, I just think it was worth it to be able to dance along to the Han Solo. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of Microsoft, in February, oh, in July 2013, the Guardian elaborated that Microsoft was actually the first company to work with the Prism surveillance program w- in the NSA, and which essentially means that it the program authorized the government to secretly access data of non-U.S. citizens hosted by American companies without a warrant. Um, Microsoft has denied participation in this program, but there are documents saying that they have been part of it. So essentially Microsoft helped the NSA to circumvent its encryption to intercept web chats on Outlook.com and give it access to Outlook.com and Hotmail emails. So what are your guys' takes on that? Because in my opinion, yes, they're intruding on the privacy of individuals, But we don't really know the reason behind it. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible thing, but...
0: It's likely advertising again.
1: Well, no, it's the NSA. It's like... Oh. It's the National Security Association. It's like counterterrorism, I guess. But... Or like national security. But these people are being hired by these companies. Yeah. Like with visas.
0: Because we all know how efficient they are. Well. (laughs) I mean, if they're using for bots, then we got the yum up. it, like Because, you know, this text search engines don't generally turn out to be very effective. They'd have to be... I guess they might have access so then they can access things after they're used or once they already have a suspect to try well, and find... Well, I mean, the NSA,
1: like, is provided with user data from Microsoft with access to cloud storage on the OneDrive. And also, after Microsoft brought, uh, bought Skype, the NSA tripled the amount of Skype video calls being collected through Prism, so they... Like actually collect the video calls that you make through Skype, you know, and and collect you, the emails,
2: and you can make the argument that you know the NSA has the the um, you know the good of the country and and it's uh, you know it's trying to um, actually protect the nation, but but then you know you you could think about the slippery slope that um, while the country might be while the NSA might be trying to initially protect the country, what if it starts uh, listening to what you say and collecting data on I on mean that's what, you say what and do, that's and what
1: Edward Snowden did with his whistleblowing right that he yeah, revealed he that the NSA, the NSA was NSA actually was listening onto normal
2: that. citizens so
1: it's a scary scary minute i mean scary topic but it it's part of our daily life like with more technology that means there's more ability for government agencies com- and companies to essentially intrude on your privacy and Edward Snowden with the Patriot Act being passed and other stuff yeah, I mean, it just allowed the government almost free reign through companies in order to.
2: I mean, obviously we're not there yet, and this is kind of going to be kind of some like you know doomsday type stuff. But if you know the government at some point has some kind of enemy within the people, then it has this power to be able to track and know who's saying what, who's doing what, and even though you know you might think, well, we might not ever get there. Um, that yeah, might be true
0: paranoia keeps people strong
2: right yeah we, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we just don't want the the government to have the capability of knowing exactly who does what and who stands for what political party and who stands for what views on this and that thing because then you know you don't want them to be able to control that ca- I mean, type of stuff and they're in the
0: same boat that Facebook got in trouble for so.
2: right well you just don't want the government to have power on its own you want the power of the government to come from the people you know yeah and if the government knows exactly how to control the people it's a little dangerous
1: i mean there's been multiple like government agencies that have intruded on privacy i mean even back in like the cold war people were afraid of the government wiretapping their house but now you have companies giving out these devices that you talk to every day
0: our nice little two hundred dollar wiretap i mean um uh, the one we caused to activate in people's homes in our previous episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for all the Alexas, Hey Googles, and uh, I, I think, <laughs> and Hey those, Series. I
0: weren't we supposed to use a code word?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we can just use. Uh, I mean, we just yeah, said them yeah. All. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we just said them all, so <laughs> I guess. wiretap? Yeah. No, not
0: yeah, wiretap. No, all right, I'm 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 voting for that. I'm positive. It's just anytime we're referring to any of those objects, we're going to be calling them wiretaps, or at least I am. Anything that has to do with the Internet of Things, and you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's connected and it's really sweet, and the world will be better. You can just say like, "Hey just microphone." Just keep in mind, <laughs> reading the terms of service might be useful. Hey, hey Mike. microphone.
2: No, that, hey like, Mike. Hey Mike. Hey, microphone that never turns off, <laughs> Yeah. even though it says it does.
0: Hey, wiretap, put stuff on my grocery list. No, but Microsoft
1: <laughs> also does have a few complications. If you don't know, in this month, uh, hundreds of Microsoft employees protested the company's war profiteering from around a $480 million contract to develop VR headsets for the United States Army. So, w- <laughs> if you think about it, that's going to be pretty crazy, too, because using vr it's probably gonna be for testing but it's basically with the holo well, what was it the hologlass, glass but like the ar like yeah I mean, augmented HoloLens. reality
0: yeah. like lens things they were using at lockheed
1: yeah it's gonna be basically those but many microsoft employers i mean employees are protesting because they were not they did not sign up to make weapons that's their uh, mentality of it so
0: but microsoft it is already having
1: some dissension from the inside
0: yeah, yeah. But if it eventually makes it to video games, I'm a happy person. Eh, you know, just in the <laughs> middle ground, you know? <laughs> I just want some augmented glasses that are less thick than a reality headset and run through the streets playing a wicked video game. And if it takes all of my information livelihood to disappear to get there, <laughs> it's a pretty even sacrifice, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess. But um, Google... Uh, in their track ad data, uh, Google sells search history to ad sites in order to make revenue. Kind of like Facebook, like Apple, right. like all these other websites. I mean, it's a free web service, but what do you mean by free? It's obviously not. Yes, monetarily it's free, but
2: think about how what you, how good yeah. of a service that is. I mean, think about how how much they they keep the the whole website updated and running, and yeah,
0: they gotta keep the, a profit. Going right. right, you
2: gotta have you gotta have money to pay people to keep it up and to keep it. Updating yes, but it's become
1: so intrusive that Google has a site known as an ad profile on you in your in your Google account where that can that can almost, to a T, describe your age, gender, uh, political occupation, views, political views, interests. and occupation just by your search history, which can be viewed on your Google account. It's open to the public to view on your Google account. However, it's kind of scary when they like think that you're, like, you're, like, a 13-year-old, but, they're like, oh, this man's a, thir- like, a 23-year-old engineer. No, <laughs> like, just depending on what your search history is, and, like, right. can, they, obviously, they, can al- they, obviously they can accurately
2: won't guess. They not always know everything about you, but they, they make these guesses based on what you, what you do and what you uh, search for.
0: Yeah, because it's all automated, so you can end up with just, you know, funny results. Which, like. can,
2: which can be a little reassuring that they're not actually collecting... 100% accurate data on you you know they're not like sneaking into your bank account and stealing your social security number or anything they're just collecting what you use on your your phone on your uh, computer what you search for and they're making these you're drawing conclusions based on that
0: they just have an accessible portrait of effectively who you are
2: right although I mean I obviously don't think that makes it any better but um, at least they're not you know stealing your bank account information or anything
1: yeah, but it can lead to that because if they get access into your Google account, your Google account, I know for many people, many Americans, they have their credit cards on there. They have all their passwords on there. They have their bank account passwords on there and email passwords on there if they use Google, Gmail, or Outlook even. I know you can say password to almost any website. And once Go- if Google has a data leak like that, you're basically just open reign for
2: fraud. So recently, um, actually on um, February 21st, this New York Times article was written about um, Facebook apparently knowingly tricking young children into uh, racking up fees on games on, on their devices like Angry Birds, Petville, and Ninja Saga. Isn't that a little freaky? I mean, based on the fact that Facebook and... Uh, knowingly did it. they They know that they can target certain age groups with these ads and then say, hey, hey, you can upgrade this way. You can get this expansion this way. And it's like, oh, just, you know, click this these few buttons and then you got it. And all you got to do is put in your parents' credit card information.
1: The 16 numbers on the front and the three wacky digits on the back is all you need <laughs> to upgrade your bird. But, yeah, obviously that's a pretty screwed up scientific experiment slash like what what was it exactly? Like, what were they trying to find out just to see like how they could manipulate the minds of children? or
2: uh, Well, I'm not exactly sure. Um,
1: but the outcome was that they could manipulate minds of children in order
2: to like almost like a
1: like a dopamine factor where like, oh, you want instant reward, instant success, pay money.
2: Like, right. And okay, so this correction, this article doesn't say that Facebook admitted to it. it there's a lawsuit being filed. Against Facebook for knowingly doing this, they have not so technically. Like, so, so it's
1: suspected that they willingly did this, but they were, yeah. But they're just ac- accusations at the moment.
0: And since it's suspected, it's always just a possibility that that's just kind of how a lot of mobile games and such are designed. I mean, I mean, even the now, the AAA a games are like transaction. Well, I mean, we got EA for AAA, but we got the rest of them for these.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, AAA developers like EA and Activision are always going for those microtransactions
0: but hey man why grind 100 hours when you can give me $5
1: <laughs> I mean true but like even technology being our privacy such as like have you guys ever had like a virus on your computer or like a mal- like malware or something like that because there, right, yeah, yeah, there yeah. can be rootkits there can be viruses that and ransomware that hold your computer hostage and essentially can force you to buy like pay the person who made the virus a certain amount of money in order to get rid of the ransomware and free your computer. So it's essentially hackers and intelligence agencies are able to gain access to your computer. I mean, even now, Microsoft has, I think, a remote desktop feature for like technical services, where they're able to actually access your computer from like miles, millions of miles away, and are able to do technical support on it. But if that access is given because i know they've been working with the nsa the fbi and multiple other and multiple other government programs that if they have access to your desktop they can actually access all your files remotely
0: yeah i remember i hard reset my computer because i think it was my mother was trying to download a progr- an antivirus program. So she found one of those, whoa, free antivirus, click here, <laughs> and <laughs> decided to download it to my computer. Ends so up being so an actual it, virus. Yeah, yeah it, Thankfully, it wasn't too bad. It was just, you know, force shutting down my computer every couple of minutes. And, you right. know, a lot of my files got deleted, but it was a new computer, so there wasn't anything on there. What so I was able to just force reset a lot of the data and then just went on with my life.
2: One of the problems, too, with the... Um, the s- add uh, the things that, that Google pops up, all these ads, right? Whenever you, whenever you click on, whenever you type something in, most of the time, the first three or four results are an, actually an advertisement for something that might be related to what you're searching for. Um, when I got my new computer a few years ago, when I got a new laptop, um, I was downloading Google Chrome because no one likes to use Microsoft Edge, but um, I was downloading Google what? Chrome, and I wasn't careful enough, and the first result for, for Google Chrome was a website that looked like Google Chrome. And the entire the, the front face of the website looked exactly like a Google website. But when you download it, it comes with a bunch of extra um, malware. That Yeah, you just have to uncheck <laughs> yeah, all those other boxes. But, I, and I wasn't careful enough. So I just, I mean, it was a brand new computer. So I just reset the whole thing so I didn't have anything on it yet. But I was like, man, that's tricky. I mean, I'm just looking for Google Chrome. And Google itself sent me to a different thing, you know.
0: The funkiest one I've seen was where it would start off on a Google homepage, but anytime I searched something, it would bring it to Bing. <laughs> oh yeah, it was probably the most. Oh, y- it's thing.
1: probably because in your settings, actually, you can set the browser that you use. Even on Google Chrome, you can set it to Bing.com. duck.go. Duck, oh no,
0: what would happen is that it was the Google search bar, but I'd type it in, it'd glitch, and then pop up where if I had searched it on Bing. So it's just really well, dumb and like funky. In- like
2: going to Google.com and then
0: yeah, Google.com. I'm on Google.com. Type into the search bar, search something up, and then it was like a weird Bing clone. Huh.
2: That is very
1: weird. I know. It was. It I was, mean, there's multiple search engines, so it could have
0: glitched. Oh yeah, no, it was likely a glitch, but you know, it's it's funny. And but going it's back to, like, to think that you know,
1: y- well, me, yeah. <laughs> well, going back to what you're saying about the computers with like malware and stuff, like p- many pre-built computers, even like your like the the computer you're on right now, could have come with adware, could have come with bloatware, which the developer automatically installs. Like, I know Norton Antivirus is a main one because it says, oh, Norton Antivirus comes free, but in order to remove that, you have to either pay (laughs) for it and then remove it, or you have to restart and basically refresh your entire computer. But when you've already gone one year free, why not just keep paying for it? It's a way for companies... To get your money by like, oh, let me give you a free year of trial. Oh, it's over. Well, I guess you're gonna have to pay me in order to remove it. It's the
0: Norton antivirus virus. (laughs) Exactly. Of course, I know one exploit with Norton is that you could keep moving the clock forward. (laughs) So I actually kept mine going for a bit longer than it actually was supposed to.
1: Huh. They might patch that
0: up. Yeah, I'm sure they fixed that. Yeah, but it was working two years ago.
1: But many viruses can essentially hack your computer because I know that there have been leaks and there have been stories about people getting their webcams looked at or baby monitors. Even I remember there was a hacker who I think it was from it was in like Michigan or something. But essentially, a child's like video baby monitor was hacked by like by by a nefar- like a malicious person. And it was technically, it was like terrorizing the, like the baby was like making noises at it, like saying, Hey baby!" like, so, like Ooh, it was, creepy. it was like yeah, creepy. Really it was creepy. creepy as heck. And the parent essentially sued the company because it was a cloud service, but they had no security information at all. I forget what it was, but it was essentially a video baby monitor that was essentially Wi-Fi enabled so you can view it on your phone through an app. And someone was able to hack the cloud services, so they had access to thousands of baby monitors, thousands of microphones online, and essentially was able to gain access to like your home essentially.
2: Yeah. It's really important for some services like that to have a strong security, you know, like something that you're putting all this information into that you're able to you know put on the internet, uh, for example, your bank account, and most banks are pretty good at this. But um, something like that where you have sensitive information, um, you don't want something to um, happen where the company doesn't really have any security and your information gets stolen.
1: Well, that's the reason why many of Google's ad leaks and Target's data leaks and Facebook's data leaks are caused by are just holes and loopholes in programming and firewalls that just cause major downfalls in, the, in their own companies.
0: Yeah, but a bit on a lighter tone of how different companies collect information. I know that some of them will actually do it through just what you're typing in and searching, which we've sort of mentioned before. So a story I heard about that is that uh, a bunch of people kept sending emails to their friends with the word spoon, like in white text. So this dude was just complaining about only getting a ton of advertisements for spoons, <laughs> just over and over again on his computer for like months, just because every email was white text with spoons on it, and the computer's like, "Oh man, this guy. Wait, why? He this guy searching for silverware. This guy likes spoons. Why did it have spoon on it? What was the email?" I, I, I think the I think the whole joke started that he was complaining about how he lost like some spoons at an event, and then so you know a bunch oh. of people just started emailing him with the word in there and then they just started up on there and the guy and was now freaking he gets, out. Gets advertisements. So is he like an influencer who
1: was just complaining online and then like he just got emails from fans about spoons?
0: <laughs> it, this was a text-based story so I'd like to believe it's true but you know I got no evidence <laughs>
1: for it. That'd be hilarious if it is though. Do you guys have like tapes on your webcams at home or like? Uh, My, sort of s-
2: my stepdad does that all the time. He likes to have some, some like a piece of masking tape or something over the camera. Um, I had one on there for a while, but um, I don't know. I feel like I don't really have anything uh, to hide from my computer, even though I know that there can be times, you know, when when you'd want that. I just, I don't know why I don't have one on right now, but... Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, like you said before, Travis. Even Mark Zuckerberg has tapes on his right. Well, yeah, b- he, but I can kind of understand it from him because he's the CEO of Facebook, so he's, he's, probably, yeah, no. the, he's protect probably the probably the target of multiple hacks every day, or oh. attempted at least. Not necessarily data leaks, but just like attempted at the firewall, because every day there's like trill, like not trillions, but millions, or even I don't know if it's that much, but it's thousands at least of attacks per minute or attacks per second. So oh,
2: yeah, right. There's always people trying to get into different services to collect information you know
1: yeah and with webcams and stuff it's even it's kind of scary too because i know i flip like my webcam down because i have like one that like is usb plugged into so i'm able to just flip it down to my desk but i've like heard stories of people getting their like entire like room essentially imaged through someone hacking a webcam and being able to like 3d replicate it through that
0: Oh uh, yeah, I, like I, I actually don't have a webcam plugged in when I'm not using my computer, cause you know, I'm paranoid. But uh, this effectively, I just haven't really brought one up since I made my new computer, and uh, so I, my parents have them, but they're n- not—they uh, don't tape them, cause I don't think they think about cybersecurity that much.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, cybersecurity is kind of in the back mind, of, cause like if you have good cybersecurity. Most people don't even know it's there. Don't even notice it. Right. But if you have bad ones, that's when people start to like get on you, saying, "Hey, you need better cybersecurity. You need this. You need that." And it's essentially a field that goes unrecognized, but is almost crucial in today's society.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just so many people these days that take technology for granted, you know, because it's just such an easy thing to be able to hop on the internet and and get information and and talk to people and cybersecurity kind of is this idea, you know, is something that a lot of people just, you know, they don't care about very much or they they think, you know, what I said earlier that, you know, I don't really have much to hide. It's, it's It can be true that, you know, you don't really, that even if someone hacked into your webcam, but think about how weird that is that someone could be able to hack into your webcam, you know, it can't, it's important no matter what, even if, um, even if you don't think it is. And there's a lot of people who just kind of take it for granted that, you can just use the internet however you want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're probably pretty confused on whatever algorithm they have with me, because, you know, it's just a lot of, you know, what I normally search up, just occasionally mixed with just, like, you know, detailed homework questions. (laughs) So so it's like, man, this is an average uh, teenage guy right here who's really interested in the meaning of South African apartheid. All right.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're doing that for one of your school projects.
0: Yeah. But...
1: Going back to cybersecurity and data attacks, like you said, from the webcam and other stuff, there's actually a website called FireEye where it allows you to actually have mapped out. Uh, obviously, it's like graphically, like it's like a hyperbole, like it's very like enthusiastically displayed that like there are new attacks coming every. You see, like it arc across the map. It's like from Egypt to Colombia, from Argentina to Philippines, from Algeria to Philippines, from France to Geneva. and it? Like, this is a firewall company, so they're able to oh, actually, okay. like, like it's using their service, they're able to track it. But these are just from one company, and this is live. Like, these are real attack data. What's optimized. it called? It's fireeye.com, or it's just search of, like, cyber attack uh, real-time map online. You're able to... This should be the one of the first two links, and it's able to essentially visualize the amount of cyber attacks that happen per minute. And, and it's, it's a lot. It's just like, from one company. It's just incredible how many times it happens per minute. Like, there's just... Three like three can pop up per second, two can pop up per second, and the amount of cybersecurity that is needed in order to combat
0: all this is crazy. Yeah, I'm just disappointed I don't see any coming from Nigeria. The prince is slacking.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm a Nigerian prince that needs $10,000 in order to help go and raise my family in America. Please. It's definitely not a virus.
0: I love all those just jokes where it's like, Nigerian man found dead with millions of dollars in cash in his room, wondering why no one accepted his offers.
1: No. (laughs) Phishing like that is one of the, like, social engineering like that. I mean, I know even at our school, the administrators, like, have companies that purposely give phishing tactics in order to see if their employees are, like, up to standards. And I know that, like, even – The FBI and federal agencies have, like, essentially video games in order to test if they know the protocol for phishing. Like, oh, a random USB is left on the desk. Do you plug—A, plug it into your computer. Two, report it to a supervisor. Three, bring it home and plug it into your home computer. And it's essentially made to train these agents and see if they know common sense, essentially— and basic protocol for
0: I actually heard about one of those where it was this TV show that they hired people to show how they could hack different softwares. Can't remember what it's called, but the there're two ones that stick out in my mind. One was where it was like I said with the USB where he left it in the office that hired him and a dude plugged it in so he brought it up to the boss and showed how he now had access to all their data. And then the second one was actually with a bank account. So what a lady did is she found out a dude's username through, like, you know, public files. And what she did is she played an audio clip of a baby crying, claimed to be a newlywed wife, and um, uh, just uh, made it sound hectic and stuff in a call to the operator and successfully got the password changed so she had access to his bank account.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I think that was at a convention. I forget what it's called. But it's essentially a convention for these essentially people with a lot of knowledge in computer science and software engineering and social engineering that come together and talk about tactics in front of these CEOs, in front of these corporations in order to tell them that these are possibilities for which you can be hacked through just common knowledge and common sense and common interactions with people around the world and in your office. They can't really trust like what you see almost because i think that was i forget it was it was a news anchor who like or like a, I, I it, it, on were, a show but it be was be like a tech show host or something things. like that maybe yeah i think it was like a for tech news or something like that but it, a guy like you said travis walked into this convention and basically said how fast can i be hacked and within the hour he was all his information was just online so it was kind of like why would you do that type of thing but just goes to show Yeah, it's kind of like a test. I mean, obviously, I think they took it down after because it was like just a test. But it goes to show that if you're searching for that type of stuff, it'll come back to bite you.
0: A more funny one that I saw was a dude who reverse engineered the Facebook face identification thing. And, you know, the stuff they use on Twitter that identifies faces. So what he was doing, he was scanning people's faces in public accessing their Facebook and Instagram accounts, just read a bunch of information about them and would freak them out just by walking up and saying, hello, like full name, birthday, just like, oh man, I heard your dog died. And they'd be so freaked out. And it was sort of a lesson he was talking about just of all the information that people are even putting out willingly online, not just the information that they're doing. Just like, you know, if you don't want a random person on the street knowing all of this about you, then you might not want to be typing it on your account. you know.
1: And I just researched the uh, name of that hacking convention. It's called DEFCON. And there's a documentary about it. Very interesting. Um, clip from it, then. it might have actually been, but essentially it's a hacking convention in Las Vegas where, like I said, people come together, talk about developments in cybersecurity developments and new hacking technologies. It's hosted by Anonymous, if you know what that. <laughs> if You know that, hey, uh, you
0: got the mask. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: It's that masked corporate uh, organization, but it's not made for, like, any illegal activities. It's made to just inform the public about new developments. Yeah, how to protect yourself. Itself. Yeah, and how to protect yourself. I mean, so it's a great—well, yes, it's run by a, a controversial organization. It is made for the public and their own use. So what are your guys' opinion on that? Do you think that that type of thing is good, even though it's run by, like, anonymous? Oh,
0: and, definitely. It's uh, it a good is. thing to have you can have a good outcome even if something's controversial, you know. Yeah,
1: well, cybersecurity is a very integral thing in our current society. Especially with
0: the Internet of Things, it's only going to get bigger. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening today, guys. Uh, Join us next week when we talk about holograms and how they are revolutionizing our technological world. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: Uh, See you next time.